welcome to Men's Call, where every man has a call by God and if fulfilled, will change the world. Today's topic is, are you healthy enough to fulfill your purpose? Part 2, Cancer. Why should you listen to this podcast? The word says, be sober, be alert, and cautious at all times, that the enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. 1 Peter 5, 8 in the Amplified. I read that because I want you to know that the devil is looking to snipe people, to take people out before they fulfill their purpose for God. And I want you and myself to be informed so that we are here long enough to do what God's called us to do. Because I truly believe that if we fulfill our purpose, we will change this world. Each man that is listening to this call, and e even the women who are listening to this call as well. I've done research on cancer in the last week. It's taken me a little bit of time to do. I've pulled sources from the CDC. I've pulled sources from the American Cancer Society, and also from the Cancer Prevention Group as well as I pulled information from a Norfolk study that was done in Europe, which was quite enlightening in itself. I did all this because as I told you guys last week, as it was related to the podcast, the research that came from the CDC in 2017 was that the highest killer in the United States was heart disease. The people who died from heart disease in 2017 was over 640,000 people. And the people who died from cancer in 2017 was nearly 600,000 people. I say these numbers to give you guys a reality check that there are a lot of Americans who are dying because of diseases that if we identify quick enough or that we prevent by doing things in our life at early ages or just as soon as we find out, can remove or reduce the risk of getting these two diseases, which are the highest killers, percentage-wise way higher than anything at the number three spot or the number four spot. So I wanted to talk about this, especially in a time such as COVID, where everybody is concerned about COVID and how it could harm them, and it can. It is real, but there are things that will more than likely kill you first that are not COVID, and those two things are heart disease and cancer. So I didn't do a lot of research on what cancer is. I did more research on the ways to prevent cancer because I don't want to talk about what cancer is today. I want to talk about ways to prevent it or ways to prevent reoccurrence of cancer. If you already have cancer, you know, you may be going through chemo treatments and things of that nature, which are very tough, and I pray to God that you come out on the better end of that and that you, the cancer is removed. But there are things that in your life and my life we can change that will reduce the risk of cancer in our lives, even if you've already had it. So let's talk about some of that stuff. Again, I want to preference all of this with I'm not a doctor. So if you're having a, a heart issue or a cancer issue, you must go to a doctor. Don't depend on the information that I'm giving you, but let, let it be known that this is information from reputable sources. But for your personal self, you know, you may know something or, that you can tell a doctor so they'll know even more about you 
than I would from this podcast because this is a general overview that I'm giving today. Because if you're having an issue, I want to make sure that you don't depend on this study alone, but that you make sure you go to a doctor and you get a physical if you haven't already gotten one and you get information from that doctor about any kind of issues that you're having. Let them know about the things that we're talking about today. Ways to prevent cancer are stop smoking, get to and stay at a healthy weight throughout your life, follow a healthy eating pattern at all ages, be physically active on a regular basis, avoid or limit alcohol. So we'll start with quit smoking. As I mentioned before last week in the heart disease portion of this podcast, number one at the top of the list of prevention was quit smoking. Again, as you can see with cancer, number one at the top of the list is quit smoking. Guys, quit smoking. 1 Corinthians 6.12 says, All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be enslaved by anything. That's 1 Corinthians 6.12. So guys, you definitely can smoke if you want. But it's saying right here, just because you can do it doesn't mean that you must do it. So we're going to move on to the next one, which is to get to and stay at a healthy weight throughout your life. The American Cancer Society says getting to and staying at a healthy weight is important to reduce the risk of cancer and chronic diseases such as heart disease and diabetes. Being overweight or obese increases the risk of several cancers, including those of the breast and women past menopause, colon and rectum, uh, endometrium, the lining of the uterus, esophagus, pancreas, liver, and kidney as well as several others. Being overweight can increase the cancer risk in many ways. One of the main ways is that excess weight causes the body to make and circulate more estrogen and insulin, hormones that can stimulate cancer growth. They say that a normal BMI is 25. I'm far from that guys. I'm working on losing weight like we talked about in the last podcast. I do a beach body workout uh, five days a week because I know I need to get my weight down. I also need to become healthier and moving. But I mentioned that to you all so you have a number. 25 is considered a normal BMI. Proverbs 23, one through three in the message version says, when you go out to dinner with an influential person, mind your manners, don't gobble your food, don't talk with your mouth full, and don't stuff yourself. Bridle your appetite. Let me tell you how it says it in New King James Version. It says, And put a knife to your throat if you are a man given to appetite. But why do we have to only act that way around influential people? What about in our just normal daily life? Shouldn't we live that way? If God's telling us to not do that in front of someone of influence, why would we do that all the time? Because God also tells us that we should do everything as unto the Lord, whether it be eating or drinking. We talked about that last week. So that being said, right here, guys, the scriptures are pretty clear. Don't be a glutton. Don't be greedy. The next prevention case of cancer is to be physically active on a regular basis. The American Cancer Society says that for adults, 
they should do moderate intensity of two and a half to five hours a week or they could do vigorous intensity for one quarter hour to two and a half hours a week and it goes even further to say getting to or exceeding the upper limit which was five hours of uh, activity physical activity during the week is ideal so they're letting you know they give you a range and maybe you're at the bottom of that range or maybe you're not even on the bottom of that range but they're saying ideally get to the top of that range which is five hours of working out during a week I think you guys can get there and that's moderate activity that's not vigorous like the workouts that I do five days a week for about 30 minutes or more that's vigorous they're talking about moderate activity now what does moderate activity mean American Cancer Society says moderate activities are those that make you breathe as hard as you would during a brisk walk this includes things like walking biking or even housework and gardening so that's good to know that if you need to do stuff around your house, get on outside and do it. Uh, it's going to help you with your physical activity, especially if you're not doing anything. Vigorous activities make you use large muscle groups and make your heart beat faster. They make you breathe faster and deeper, and they also make you sweat. We are going to the next cause of prevention for cancer, which is to follow a healthy eating pattern at all ages. Again, the American Cancer Society wrote this about that. It said, eating well is an important part of improving your health and reducing your cancer risk. Take a good hard look at what you typically eat each day and try to build a healthy diet plan for yourself and your family. That's very good wisdom right there coming from the American Cancer Society. You know, it starts with us. Breaking generational curses, such as having heart disease, such as having cancer, it starts with us, guys. They will tell you that in your genes is the reason why you have these things. But it's very clear from what we looked at in this week and last week, that doctors are saying it's the way that you live as to why you get these things. It's the way that you eat. It's the way that we move our bodies or do not move our bodies. That's why I have a standing desk that I'm doing my podcast at right now because I want to be moving my body rather than sitting down when it comes to doing a podcast or while I'm working from home now, doing my work. I want to be up and moving. I want blood flowing through my body. I don't want to be sitting down when I don't have to be sitting down. I want to keep moving. I want to live. Eating patterns that are good are foods high in vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients. Foods that are not high in calories and that help you get and stay at a healthy food weight a colorful variety of vegetables dark green red and orange fiber rich beans peas and colorful variety of fruit it also mentions whole grains but you have to be careful with whole grains as it mentions breads and pastas here and brown rice but breads and pastas in the united states can be so adulterated and not have any quality material in them Additionally, the American Cancer Society says a healthy eating pattern that should be limited or not even included is red meats like beef, pork, and lamb, processed meats like bacon, sausage, 
luncheon meats, and hot dogs. Sugar, sweetened beverages, including soft drinks, sports drinks, and fruit drinks. Highly processed foods and refined grain products. So that's the white breads we were talking about and things of that nature that are refined grain products. Tips for healthy eating patterns. They have lots of tips. So if you want to see all of that, you can go further because there's about another five paragraphs on eating patterns in the American Cancer Society webpage. And I'll put that link at the bottom as well so you can see that and have that information. All right. Now we're getting to the part I really wanted to talk about. Now, we have went from talking about the preventions and some of the scriptures. And I know I went off into a different tangent, but that's because it's really important to me. So I hope it's important to you as well, because as I can tell, it's definitely affecting a lot of people. So there was a Norfolk study that was done in Europe. It started out with 25, over 25,000 people that they pulled together between 1993 and 1997. At the baseline, they removed 1,445 people from the study because they were confirmed to have cancer already. So they took them out so that it wouldn't skew the results. And they ended up with a little bit over 23,500 people for this study, men and women. And they studied them. They studied their habits, how they ate, what they drank. They studied their ages. They studied everything that they were doing, but they were also taking lab results at the same time. And they did that for 11.4 years. So they did it from 1997 to 2008. And the results at the end of that study were a, an additional confirmed 3,268 individual cases of cancer. Yeah, these numbers are real, guys. If you don't think that's a high percentage of cancer, and that doesn't include skin cancer, that's a lot of the cancers that we talked about already, colorectal, pancreatic, you know, cancers in the stomach, gastrointestinal, and the, and the esophagus, the esophageal. Uh, these are the areas they're talking about having cancer, and breast cancer was in there as well in that study. Now, I want to go deeper into that study, and I'm going to read some of the results to you, and I'll explain them as we go through. The cancer cases were older, heavier, and more likely to be men and less active were those who ended up having cancer compared to those that did not have cancer. That was the highest group. Greater proportions of folks that had lower education. So they even looked at people's education. The people who had lower educations and were current or former smokers were people who were high as well in having cancer. Now, in this study, it talks about some of the lab results they were taking. So what they were doing was they did a very in-depth study on what people were eating and when they were doing that, they would be like, hold on, how many burgers do you eat a week? You know, and they'd be like, well, I had a burger this day, that day. And they kept studying them, kept studying. This is 11, 11 years, over 11 years, right? And they had different things that they were studying. They were studying what they call exogenous uh, nitrites. Um, they have some different words for it, but pretty much all that means is the food that they were eating, they had nitrites and nitrates in it coming into their body. So this is stuff that was from outside. And then there were the endogenous nitrites and nitrates when they would do the lab results and see how much uh, nitrites were built up in the body itself. There was a study looking at all of this and that's how they came up with a lot of results that, they, that I just mentioned to you. They say on the basis of the digestive system route, the esophagus, the stomach, the colon, and the rectum were logically the sites that were susceptible to exogenous nitrite, or they call them NOx. Additionally, in this study, they looked at 
the amount of vitamin C that was in people's plasma. And it reads here, when they analyzed the concentration of vitamin C in the plasma, uh, those that had less than 50 moles of vitamin C in their plasma had higher incidence of having cancer, where those who had more than 50 moles of vitamin C in their plasma were likely to be non-cases and not have cancer. I've seen documentaries my wife and I have watched where they literally are giving people like very large amounts of vitamin C to help them fight cancer, to help them reduce cancer. I have vitamin C, it's absorbic acid in powder form that I put in my water and it, my wife started getting me on this because anytime someone would get sick, she would be like, well, you need vitamin C. You know, y'all seen the orange packets of vitamin C? Well, you can go on Amazon or whatever and you can get a big case of vitamin C and take that little powder and put it in your water. Make sure you're getting vitamin C. So I try to do that more, not just when I get sick, but do it all the time. And this right here fortifies that. Final conclusions from this Norfolk study. So those who were eating nitrites and nitrates had a higher association of gastrointestinal cancer incidence, especially and specifically rectal cancer. Plasma vitamin C was seen that it could modify the relation to cancer as well. In the meats, what they're actually adding into the meat to preserve it it's called nitrates and nitrites. If you look on your pack of bacon or you look on your pack of meat and see that it has a, the word nitrite or nitrate in it, that means they're using something that has been proven to cause cancer in people to preserve the meat. And that's used widely. You really have to be cognizant when you're looking at your labels when you're getting food. If you read the labels of the food and it tells you that there's nitrates or nitrites in it. After all the studies that I've been through and my wife has been through, it just makes sense to not even mess with it. All right, let's move on to the next prevention case. I think I definitely belabored that point. Avoid or limit alcohol is the last thing that the American society mentions about prevention of cancer. And I'm gonna start with a scripture first on this one. And it's Proverbs 23, 21. It says, for the drunkard and the glutton, will come to poverty and slumber will clothe them with rags. The American Cancer Society speaks to alcohol increases the risk of several types of cancer. The more alcohol you drink, the higher your cancer risk becomes. But for some types of cancer, most notably breast cancer, consuming even small amounts of alcohol can increase risk. People who choose to drink alcohol should limit their intake to no more than two drinks per day for men and one drink per day for women. The recommended limit is lower for women because their smaller body size and their slower breakdown of alcohol. A drink of alcohol is defined as 12 ounces of beer, five ounces of wine, or one and a half ounces of 80% proof distilled spirits hard liquor. In terms of cancer risk, it is the amount of alcohol, not the type of alcoholic drink that is important. So again, guys, I wanted to mention all of those different areas of prevention mentioned by the Cancer Society. And those are to quit smoking, get to and stay at a healthy weight throughout life, follow a healthy eating pattern at all ages, be physically active on a regular basis, avoid or limit alcohol. So it's very important guys that when people prepare food, I hope you enjoyed this podcast guys as much as I did. You can probably see the nerdy side of me 
and how I like to do research. I love researching information. If you have questions, see the link to my email. If you want to get more details on upcoming series or a peek into the next week of Men's Call, look on the Men's Call page. Below is a description where you can listen to the podcast and there's a Podbean address as well. Please like and share this with other men. Thanks for joining Men's Call Podcast, where we gain insight to our calling by God and take action that will change our world for the better.